Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. It is all about micro breaks in today's episode of Talking Trading. Trading is a solitary pursuit. Having people contact and finding networks are an important way for a trader to survive the isolation of the markets. Trading is also the ultimate small business with no overheads and no staff costs. Being around like-minded people with similar aspirations can help propel a trader through periods of drawdown. Jason Cunningham is an accountant, business owner, and TV personality who has built his business through strategy and hard work. We talked to Jason today about why traders and small business owners benefit from taking time out during the year to hang out with like-minded people and strategize their future. But first up, we hear from Louise Bedford in MindPower on her perspective of micro-breaks. I've just come back from a fantastic break. It was really good just to recharge and rejuvenate. And I do find that after I've been away for a while... A lot of the creative juices that I had found had just dried up before I left tend to flow again and I come back inspired. It got me thinking about the cycle of taking breaks. You know, it doesn't even have to be a long break like the one that I've just taken. It can be an afternoon off. It can be 10 minutes off. It can be a micro break in your busy schedule. Just taking time to be mindful Taking a few minutes so that you can remember your breathing, what you can see around you, seeing nature, doing something just for you. Taking those micro breaks can really make the difference for you. And it can for me as well. I've found that when I'm more mindful of the background of my life, all of a sudden things jump into sharp relief. I enjoy life more and I'm more tolerant of those around me. If you're finding that you're snappy and bitey and all of a sudden people are not seeing the best you, maybe you need to build in a micro break. And if you're telling me right at this moment, Louise, you don't understand, I'm so busy, then frankly, you need to build in a micro break more than ever. Take a few minutes just for you. Remind yourself that if your energy runs low, all of the people relying on you will not get what they need. So you owe it to them and yourself to be able to build in moments of refuge just for you. Do that and you'll be one step closer towards living the trader's life. Jason Cunningham is the owner of the accounting firm The Practice. He's also a TV personality with a big mission to liberate people's lifestyles. 
We talked to Jason about his latest passion project and why taking breaks through the year are mission critical for small business owners and traders who need time out. Jason Cunningham from The Practice. Hello and welcome back to Talking Trading. Hey, Caroline. How are you? Good to hear you again. Jason, why do people need to take time out to build their businesses? Yeah, one of the better questions. Look, I've been in business 20 years, Caroline, as you know, and I guess for the most part, too many business owners just get caught up doing it, doing it, doing it. So just doing their thing rather than taking a bit of time out. And and to pinch a phrase from Stephen Covey, they don't take time out to sharpen the saw. And what we've done um, historically in our business, ever since the day we started, every year we've gone away, left our business, and we spent three or four, five, six days away from our business where we sharpen the saw, where we stop, have a breath, and have a think, where are we going? Are we heading in the right direction? And I argue that it's very rare that a lot of business owners do that. They don't, They get lost in that running around and around and around in circles. They don't stop and spend a bit of time building a strategy. And I think that is mission critical. For me, fundamentally, I remember the first time Rob, my partner and I, we went away. We'd been in business for 12 months. So we started business on the 1st of December, 1997. We'd been in business 12 months. We turned over the enormous sum of $60,000 in our first year and we're drawing that massive salary of $100 each a month. And we took our first tax deductible emphasis underlined tax deductible trip to Port Douglas and look we, we didn't need the tax deduction because we weren't making any money Caroline but um, what, what we did was we went away and we wrote our first strategic plan and what underpinned that was our mission statement and that really formed the basis of the direction where we are now you fast forward today 20 years later and you know we're, we're in 11 million dollar we're turning over 11 million dollars now in our business as opposed to 60,000 dollars in our first year and even though we only had 10 clients back then, now we've probably got about 3,000, it really shapes every year, it shapes where we're taking our business. And, and I, I thought to myself, if it's good enough for me, then it's good enough for everybody else. Why is it important to start with the end in mind? Yeah, again, I've pinched a, a phrase from Stephen Covey. I'm in love with this man, never met him, and he's passed away. But you know, his book uh, and his audio, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, um, he talks about uh, the second habit is first is to be proactive. The second is to begin with the end in mind. And the reason I uh, that gives me a whole level of excitement is that every Friday I get together with a group of friends that are all business owners and we, we go to the gym together and we have this group personal training session. There's five of us. We have a workout. We have a shower. We go across the road and we have breakfast and we solve the problems of the world. And there's one guy there. Uh, I, I'm going to call him Macca and I refer to Macca in my book. Who it gets to about 10 o'clock and we all have to shoot off and go back to work. And he'd say to me, Jay, where are you going? I said, well, Macca, I've got to go back to work, mate. And he goes, hang on a minute. Aren't you the boss? Don't you own that business? I go, yeah, but you don't understand. I'm really busy. I'm very important and blah, 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 blah. He goes, Jay, you're boring me. <laughs> See, Macca, Macca works four hours a week on a Monday. He makes really, really, really good money. He makes about $2.5 million a year, this guy, right? And he works four hours a week. He works from Monday, 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock. Now, you think about your Monday, Caroline, and Mondays are a tough day for most. He's got his whole week in one day, right? But by the time he gets to 12 o'clock, it's like hump day in his world, right? Because that's, you know, it's middle of the week. Uh, at 1 o'clock, it's Thursday afternoon. At 2 o'clock, he's going home. And you know what? This guy, 
has worked out the secret to success because he's built a business with the end in mind. He's built a business that's ready for sale. See, when I say when I speak to a lot of business owners, I say to them, hey, tell me, why did you go into business? And they say, oh, I want to make more money. I want to be my own boss. I want to control my own destiny. I want to spend more time with my friends and family. I want to choose when it is that I come and go from work. And then I ask them the follow-up question, so how's that working out for you? <laughs> and most people go, yeah, terrible. I've never worked harder, you know, or I've never worked this hard in my whole life. And that's why I say that maybe we should all be like Macca. Maybe we should build a business with the end in mind and build a business that's ready for sale. Even if you don't want to sell it, you don't have to sell it. But imagine you had a business that was ready for sale right now. What does that look like? What does it sound like? And what does it feel like? Well, it's a business that's got amazing team members that you work with, fantastic clientele, amazing profitability, great cash flow. And the best one is that you can go and come as you please. Also, a little side benefit, someone can write you a dirty big check and take it off your hands. And you know what? That's the business that I want to have. Because a lot of us go into business to say, I'm sick of working for the man. I want to be my own boss. I want to spend more time with my husband and my kids. Or in my case, my wife and my kids. I'm not married to a guy, but nothing wrong with that. You know, spend more time with my wife and kids and friends and family, go to the gym. But if we're if we're throwing ourselves wholeness wholeness into our business and we're tied to the business and, and we can't get out, then that's a disaster. So this and that's is why I, the motivation. Yeah, sorry. sorry, sorry. So this is a motivation when you say you challenge people to sack themselves. This is where you're Absol- coming from. Absolutely. See, my latest book, Have Your Cake and Sell It to the Seven Key Ingredients to Business Success. That word success is an acronym. And you know, us accountants, Caroline, we love an acronym. See, I'm a CPA, uh, also known as a car parking attendant thing. But success, that word success is an acronym. So the first S talks about, you know, building that sales strategy. So building a strategy for your business. The U is understand yourself. That's about your mission, your core values, your why, your guiding principles. The first C is about the important people in your world, your customers or your clients. The next C is Cashola, ka-ching, you know, the, the money stuff. And as an accountant, it would be you know, detrimental for me not to talk about that. The E is really all about the execution, so executing the strategy around people and processes. The next S is the sack yourself S. And that, <clears throat> excuse me, that S is a scary one because a lot of people that go into business uh, are technicians. So, you know, an accountant hangs out his or her shingle and says, hey, look at me. I'm an accountant, I'm the best accountant in the world, or a dentist goes out to run a dentist practice, or a, a, a Cairo, or a restaurateur, or a chef, or whatever. And then that notion of sacking yourself is, oh no, what am I going to do now? <laughs> right? Whereas, whereas for me, because a lot of people, they, they build their identity around that piece. You know, there's a lot of accountants out there that go, oh, I'm the smartest accountant in the world, and all that sort of stuff. Whereas I argue, if you focus on that, sack yourself and change your role. So rather than be the best accountant, why don't you change it to be the best leader that you can be and create the most amount of leverage that you can, which is from a business. And then the final S is the sale itself when you're ready to ride off into the sunset, Caroline, you know, and, and sell that business. And that's, that's the acronym of success. Why should financials come last? Yes. It's controversial, isn't it? Especially coming from an accountant. Um, I see things a little bit differently than most accountants, and there's no, I, I, I celebrate the fact that we have diversity and we all see things through a different paradigm or a different set of glasses. 
for me, <clears throat> when I meet new clients and I say, oh, tell me about your business. Are you making any money? How much money did you make last year? People go, oh, I don't know. I better ask my accountant. I think, that is garbage. Too many accountants think that their role is to be the custodian of the financials. When I argue it's the client or the customer, it's their, they are the custodian of their own financials. The reason I argue that the numbers should come last is that they're not the ones that drive your business. It's other key ingredients to your business that drive the numbers. It's your people, it's your processes, and it's your customers that drive the financials. And that's old school balanced scorecard, which is people, processes, customers, and financials. That's why I say the financials come last because it's everything else that drives the numbers. It's how many customers you've got. It's, it's, it's getting the right people adhering to the correct processes and dealing with the most appropriate customers that'll drive your revenue and expenses. Going back to a business owner really being a business leader, what qualities does a business leader have? Yeah, okay, let's go through it, all right? There's a few qualities. Um, the first is the desire to serve others. And I think, I think that is the most important characteristic of a leader. Too often people think leaders are where everyone else follows them and therefore they should serve me. Uh, it's not exactly right. A, a true leader serves his or her team members. They, they coach and grow and mentor their team as opposed to demanding things from their team members. All right, They provide uh, or they really rely on this whole goodwill piece as opposed to being an authoritarian type leader. They use language like we, us, instead of I and me, you know. Uh, they always give credit as opposed to taking credit, right? They, they build their people up and say, well done, Caroline, well done, Caitlin, well done, Matthew. You know, they, they give the credit. Um, and then when something's, when it, the proverbial hits the fam, they're the ones that take the blame. Um, they say they believe in this concept um, that we're in it together, this whole unity piece, as opposed to I'll do this and I'm awesome and you must do that. It's all, it's, we're all in this together. So I, I think they're the characteristics. And I, I think it's very important to become, there's a saying that says, if you want to learn, become a teacher. I argue if you want to be a great leader, then create other leaders. Good answer. Thank you. What's the difference between experience and opinion? Yeah. So, uh, great question, Caroline. Uh, there's a lot of people running around that offer their opinion. And I, I you know, as you know, I work in the media and, and other people's opinion. I've learnt, you know, working on talkback radio and, and television and then you see, you know, social media. I've learnt to develop a thicker skin than I once had. Um, and there's a lot of opinion, people out there with an opinion. And I, I learnt long ago that someone else's opinion of me is none of my business, it's theirs. So when I talk to people, I don't give them my opinion because that's just the way I see the world. I talk to them based on my experience. And I believe that if you want to learn from the best, it's really important to learn from people who've got the experience. And this is why, you know, Chris Tate and Louise Bedford, this is why they're so successful. They don't give their opinion. They talk based on their experience. And so for me, when I'm talking to other business owners about where I think or the changes I think they should make in their business, it's not my opinion, it's my experience talking. So we tried this in our business and that didn't work. But when we tried that, it changed our life. So that's where I talk about 
you know, sharpen the saw and take time out of your business. It's not my opinion. It's what we've done in our business. It's what's created one of the main reasons why we're so successful. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. And I could talk about it till the cows come home. And that's why with our events that we have in Noosa and Fiji, the first thing I say to our clients uh, is it's no cost to you. And what I mean by that is money back guarantee. If you don't get the value that you wanted to get out of it or the value that we spoke to you about it before you come, easy. Just don't pay me. Simple. Because I don't want to take money off people. I don't want to have that issue with people. I don't, I, I'm so driven about providing value and I know I believe in this concept of abundance where we can all be successful together. I mean, how awesome is that world? Let's talk about Fiji. You've got an event coming up. What is it going to yep. offer people? First thing is I'm going to change people's lives. Um, I, I go back to that point of why did you go into business and people tell me, Jay, to have more time, the autonomy piece, the wife, the kids, mum and dad, all that sort of stuff. And most people don't have that. Our why in our organization, and you know Simon Sinek talks about the importance of a why. Our why for us in our business is we're all about liberating people's lifestyles. Whether it's their personal wealth or their business, we're all about liberating people's lifestyles. The reason people should go is to have their lifestyle liberated. Most people go into business for a greater lifestyle and to earn more money and to be their own boss. That's usually the top three of the answers that I get from people. And when I say, hey, come away to Fiji, people go, I don't have any time. That's the fit. A lot of people say, I've got no time. I go, yeah, cool. You're going to give me the same answer next year and the year after and the year after. And then you're going to be old and retired or, uh, you know, or whatever. And you never had the time. I'm saying, you know what? Make the time right now. All I'm asking for is a three-day event. Take a day to get there, a day to come home. Maybe spend a couple of extra days and get a Sunday, a suntan. I mean, that's crazy, right? <laughs> so people should go to have their lifestyle liberated. Number two, it's in the middle of the year. It's a little bit of a... To use a tradesman's term, it's a little bit of a smoko. Take time out. Cut it off, whether you live in Melbourne, Sydney, Queensland, WA, wherever you are, get out of here, go to Fiji, get some sun. But importantly, be with like-minded business owners. And when I say like-minded business owners, there's a wonderful concept um, that exists where you have synergy. And when I talk about synergy, synergy is getting a group of people that are on the same page. And when you've got true synergy, where there's this concept of abundance and we're all in it together, and we're all here to share, and there's no bias, there's no look at me, I'm awesome, and like, we're all there, then you know what? Something amazing is created. It's where the whole becomes greater than the sum of the parts. The last event we had in Noosa, it was a smaller boutique type event where I took 15 businesses owners away. Within the first hour of our event, we had four people cry. Now, I'm not saying the definition of a great event is where you get four people breaking down and crying, but what it means is that we were emotionally invested in it. We spent six hours every day over three days. We went out for dinner and drinks, and some amazing things happened. One, a new business was born. Four people, five people, sorry, in that group because I was one of the five. Um, we set up another business as a result of getting together with like-minded people. The other piece is that there's businesses from different walks of life. So there's people in transport. There's uh, stockbrokers, there's uh, lawyers, there's doctors, there's accountants, there's all different businesses, um, industrial supplies, engineering businesses, all different businesses that see things from their world. And too often when we're in our little world, there's this propensity to be subject to group think. In other words, this is the way we do it in an accounting practice or this is the way we do it in a, in a restaurant or this is the way we do it in a transport business. Now, this is the way we do it in a dentistry practice. When you bring other people, from different, in, in different worlds, you get to see how things operate in their world. 
And then you get best practice, not across your industry, but best practice across global business. The next thing is you're going to get a tax deduction. Um, and who doesn't like a tax deduction? Uh, and then finally, as I mentioned, it's all about a money back guarantee. So if there is no value, I'm going to give you your money back. This event in Fiji is, we, uh, we've run the event previously in Noosa and it's awesome, but I, I found that at Noosa, I was speaking for three days straight and I was a bit tired and you know a bit exhausted. This event, there's five different presenters. Um, Louise Bedford's going to be one of our presenters and if you've heard Louise speak, she's going to do this awesome piece. I'm not going to tell you what she's talking about, but it's a bit different than what you've seen before, but it might be around that whole sack yourself piece. Christopher Norman Tate, who's quite... <laughs> quite different than Louise. He's got. A, he's going to present. I've got a, another guy called Cameron Schwab, who is an ex uh, CEO from the AFL world. He was the CEO of Melbourne, Richmond, and Fremantle football clubs, and he's you know been running a sixty-five million dollar business inside a bubble. And he's going to talk to us about different ways to see strategy. He's, he's going to talk a bit about culture of thought versus the culture of want, and what does success and what does winning look like, and. This is an amazing little concept, particularly when you come out of the, a sporting environment in the AFL where there are 18 teams. There's only one successful team out of 18 every year. And sometimes that same team wins next year. So does that make everyone else a losers? Um, and then uh, well, I've got another woman by the name of Kylie Bartlett, and she's going to present on how to build a brand and how to build a successful brand and how to really engage with your customers. Plus, I'm bringing five of my team members along for the practice. So at each after each presentation... Everyone in the group are going to get together and they're going to build their own one-page strategic plan. So they're going to walk away with a roadmap for the next two years. So, so when people walk away from Fiji, how do you want them to feel? Liberated. Uh, it's as simple as that. It's, uh, I go back to our why. Our why is all about liberating people's lifestyles. And I, I just, uh, you know, after... After the events that we've had in Noosa and, and the uh, and the lifelong friends that I've developed from that, the communities that have spilled out of that, and I, the other thing is, it's full twenty not twenty four hours, but you know twelve hours a day access to myself and my team. I'm going to share with everybody what we've done, how we've done it, and most importantly why we've done it. So that can, I just want to impart and share, and I want people to be as successful as they can be, and whatever their definition of success is i want people to, be able to realize that you know i've you know i'm going through a challenging time caroline you and i know each other you know my mum's crook and all that sort of stuff and and you know i see things from a different paradigm now you know i i, I i'm not interested in working my backside off and getting stressed and going bananas in pajamas coming down the stairs you know i, I i'm interested in in experiences and and i know that People just make one or two little changes. It can it can liberate their lifestyle, and if we can do that, then you know I know that I've done some good. Jason, how can people book in? Where do they go? Yeah, it's pretty simple. Go to our website, which is thepractice.com.au. We've got a landing page on there. It's come to Fiji with me, Jay. Um, click on the link there. There's and that's pretty much how you book. Just go to thepractice.com.au. If you're struggling with that, just you can contact uh, myself or my wonderful PA, Ali, um, at the office here, 03 and ask for me or Ali and we'll give you all the information. But it's pretty simple. Jump on the Practices website and you're away. Next time we see you, you'll have a suntan. Absolutely. Jason Cunningham, thanks for your time. Thank you, Caroline Stephen. You're a star. 
And stay tuned next week, guys, for John McClain, the Paralympian who, after 25 years in a wheelchair, is now walking again. Totally inspiring story. I'm Caroline Stephen. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.